0: All right, What's up, man? What's
1: up, baby? Thank you for coming here, man.
0: Not a problem, not a problem. You already know. All love.
1: All love for sure, man. We just dropped our video.
0: Yes, sir. Our music video. Stop calling. Stop calling by Malakai on YouTube and all platforms right now. Tell. A
1: lot of work went
0: into that. Oh, and the the visuals behind it, bro. I'm so glad I trusted you with that vision. It was a crazy concept. It was an honor.
1: It was a, It was a crazy concept. It's probably the craziest concept that I had to, <laughs> I had to uh, put together and figure out.
0: You know, what? I'll take pride in that. And what's crazy is mad people kept hitting me up, like telling me what they thought they knew about the video. Like, yo, I got the concept. They were
1: trying it, to like, break it down.
0: They they were really trying to break it down, and I'm just saying at them like, ah, no, almost, almost, not, not really it though. But to be honest, like, isn't it's mad layered. So I I can I could get why.
1: That's really cool though. That's such a good feeling when you get people Word. hitting you up. And that's new to you, right? Because it's like your first music video. One thousand percent. This that's is so my cool. first
0: time like dropping music to the public. For those that don't know, like for the most part, I spent the last eight to nine years making music alone in my bedroom, not sharing it with anybody, afraid to. I might show like a friend here and there, but for the most part I was very shy about sharing my art and creating. But then little by little, I said it like throwing a few more songs out to different people, different places. And I started getting that like reinforcing feedback that kind of helped me believe in myself as an artist. And I think as an artist and a creative, that's one thing that uh, goes a very long way that people don't uh, seem to seem to understand the impact on one, what they have, the impact that they have on their friends. And two, as an artist, the impact that you have on other people. Mm-hmm. random ass situation. I went to a bar the other night, and um, I won't name the person, but they came up to me, and they're like, yo, bro, you, you, this one song you made, it was called Empathy. It like uh, It's an allegory about suicide. Um, for the most part, she's like, you don't know how much that song helped me. And I got another one called Perspective. Same concept, different, different perspective of that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, uh, for the most part, it, it helped me through a very tough time in my life. And it it allowed me to keep going, and I'm drunk as hell at this bar. Like no way, no way. Yeah. You're not You're telling me this it right in. now. Like it, I I just made that song because it was something I was thinking and feeling at the time, but she's like no, like you don't understand. Like that that hit me, and I kept it on repeat, and it it got me through the days. And I'm just like, and then she shared with me a little bit deeper uh, what what actually the trauma that she went through, and um, it just showed me like yo. You don't understand the power of the pen, the power of your art, the power of that thing that you just created because you felt it. How many other people share those same sentiments or, or feelings and maybe going through struggles that you don't know? And that's yeah. where I feel like my music in particular, it, it's more aimed towards that lane. It's like a trappy R&B kind of like vibe uh, for the most part, and yeah, man, that's, that's just crazy. Yeah.
1: Your project has a good balance of that um, more uh, like providing like an emotional connection to these like narratives and these the, how open you're being with your music. But then you have like the word. some of the bangers where it's just word it's word, word. empathy. it's good to have that balance.
0: <laughs> word. The name of that album is called Empathy. And uh, I went into it uh, with in mind trying to make a conceptual album. One of my favorite hip hop rap albums of all time is uh, The Waters by Mick Jenkins. And I always found it intriguing how he was able to turn like that idea of water into so many different things and so many different perspectives. And I'm just like, yo, this is a dope-ass conceptual album. Came out in 2016. I still bump it to this day. So when I went into making this project, I'm just like, how can I attack this in a way where uh, it's multi-layered? How can I create these paradoxes? How can I create these stories? Um, different ways to perceive it, and also keeping in mind different perspectives of how a story can be told. Um, there are many perspectives to the same story. Like yeah. as I said at the listening party, in the world, like there's no right or wrong when we really break it down. Um, Unless you're a
1: serial rapist or a murderer, like yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely let's make that clear. There's definitely a fine line in. Uh, with, with things that it just um, agrees. sidetrack what you're saying. There is
1: definitely <laughs> direct wrongs, but in terms yes. of what you're saying, we're talking yes. about more emotional-based. Yes, um, like relationships with
0: relationships. people. Um, yeah, obviously not. We're not with that abuse and none of the other shit. <laughs> get out of here with that. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, time back into that, uh, yeah, for the most part, like there's there's no real uh, right or wrong outside of those things we just drew that line with when it comes to it because it's only like perspectives and uh, different reasons why those people or you may have chose to do certain things and everybody's right within their own right because they're living in their own experience and I feel like uh, empathy is my journey as an empath trying to understand that life isn't black and white life isn't oh I did this so you should do that Oh, I do this for you, so you should do that for me. It's finding that balance in, in the complexity and the maturity and understanding that. It's okay. Like you can pour out to people and leave yourself empty. That doesn't mean you should stop doing that. Just make different decisions. And if each each song kind of progresses in my level in understanding deeper and deeper to the point where at one point, I'm just berating myself for being such a shitty and toxic person. Um, To the next point, um, really, really taking a look back at the things that I've done and be like, you know what, you might have been a jerk too. You might have deserved some of that. So it's yeah, very, very. uh, It's a crazy approach I took, but I like it. I like it. (laughs) It's good.
1: I think like and and the listening party that we had too. Like I think it's it's cool that um, I said it there that you open up so much because then you open up the floor to more, like, relatability to the listeners that are right. tuning in. <clears throat> and the human experience is fucking complicated. Yeah, right? We've man. got so many, you know, we're not just uh, out there in nature, like, lying yeah. and, like, praying and just hunting and just surviving. No, there's, like, so much complexities in our head and so many experiences exactly. that we go through and some that we have to go through to grow. Yes. So, you know, the, the album bringing all those thoughts and those conversations up is... I think really dope as a, as a, it's, it's your first. Yes. It's your first album coming out, right? Yes.
0: EP it's my first ever. And I just started releasing songs too. So like, man, that, that stuff it's a is crazy. Right? I'm sorry. It's a- yes. It's out as of now. I ain't really, I ain't really talk about it too much. Cause I want to take it one by one because it's so conceptual. I want to give each song like its own specific um, due diligence and way to get that attention, because mm-hmm. every song has a story behind it. Um, so I thought that was very important in marketing this album. However, like going, going forward, you're definitely going to see some more about that. Mm-hmm. Even tying back to the video um, and touching on those allegorical like uh, properties, for the most part, uh, stop calling the video. It goes into different ideas of karmic and toxic cycles where uh one on one hand it, overview you see a couple and a cursed phone and the breakdown of that is we find the cursed phone um it gets dropped off by this random person we look up and then he disappears yeah, and then i'm just, on just on like the shit. what the hell but he left his phone i'm trying to give it back to him but my phone happened to be broken in the video so i'm just like you know what hey at least i got a new phone right so little do we know that phone is cursed and then um It all goes south from there. The curse ends up being uh, I get cursed to watch the love of my life die before my eyes. And then right after she dies, uh, the day restarts at the same time. And her curse is that she will have that everlasting reincarnation and won't remember a thing. It's kind of not for those who watch anime, seven deadly sins. um, But I also try to try to take some realism from that to be like, you know what? How can I incorporate that into what we can understand in today's modern world? And I'm just like that cell phone. How much power do, do cell phones have on whether it be relationships, our lives in general, um, and how much of trust do we actually give each other when it comes to those those like meaning meaningless things like phones? Like in reality, it doesn't matter what's on that thing, but it holds so much weight in reality.
1: It's like psychological weight. Yeah, man. Somebody takes their phone out, like your SOs next to you take their phone out, and like for some reason, automatically your eyes, they just dart to the screen. Yeah, what's going on? It's now even like involuntary, because it's just like we're used to tapping on the phone and like, Mm you know, turning it on, and we've gotten so tuned in with like technology in that way. Yeah, man. uh, it makes me think about like my parents and like how different it must have been um, just being together in a moment. It's entirely different from like today, where it's like.
0: Bruh. How much
1: yeah. let, let's bring it back a little bit. How much
0: easier was it even to find relationships before wait never nah, mind, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it, I don't know. So I the internet realize. definitely opened up our horizons yeah. to to more out there on the market, especially if you're single. Slide in the DMs. Word, word became a thing. Word that is still a thing. Word. And
1: people I'm, test and, and the thing is, the funny thing is like you can test your shot out you can take a shot out and if uh-huh. it doesn't work eh, hey even, you know, exactly move on to the
0: rejection. next so it's like uh, when you really break it down like damn when you bring it your parents though so, is that really a good thing because then it puts kind of like a a timetable on how how open we have our options when it comes to uh people being around us or in our lives for example i'm not going to put up with this girl when i know i got 20 more in my dm willing to You know, like, be there for me, shit like that. It just changes the perspective of a relationship modern Mm -hmm. times, as opposed to back in the day when when our parents were together, shit, they're together, unless they go out and meet somebody and that's on some real other kind of shit. Like, uh, for the most part, you're more likely, you don't have as many obstacles or barriers in your way to maintaining your relationship the way we do now, where, man, if you're a person that's easily tempted, good luck to you, because- Right now, this ain't the time. This ain't the time and age for you, because temptation yeah. is everywhere. It's wild. It's
1: everywhere, you know, and and the word uh, psychology just always comes into play with this world that we're living in now. Because that's what um, all the platforms true. are manipulating. They're manipulating our minds, how our minds work, the dopamine effect of like likes and just like the numbers, the the notifications. Oof. That's why it's so entirely different. Talk about, about it. it. It's it's. It, it's, it's tough because it makes sense as like a business. You need to like, all right, how, how do we keep these people Word. on the platform? How do we keep them hooked? But then it's like, what are you really doing in the long term Word. To, to not even like people our age, but like even younger kids coming into this shit?
0: And it's so crazy how it's, like you said, almost built into the algorithms at this point because yeah. they, there's a trick that I use. Like when, when I was really focused on TikTok and it started gaining traction and shit, like I would purposely post a video and then close the app. Why? Because I know that TikTok as a platform wants me to use that platform, right? So they're gonna then in turn, push my content onto For You Pages to give me notifications to come back to the app. And as long as that content continue to give them those numbers, they want me on there to keep creating. So they're gonna keep pushing that. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And I know it. I know it sounds like a little, a little borderline conspiracy, but, but I'm telling you, the way these algorithms are built, and it, it's insane, bro. Yeah. They, they want us to use it, and they have ways to psychologically get us to use them, and they do it well.
1: Yeah, I turn, I turn my shit off. I'm, I'm glad that at <laughs> least like you have control yeah. over that aspect because it's like Instagram notifies you when. Uh, um, okay, a friend likes your photo, or if they post, or they haven't posted something in a long i like I don't give a shit. Why? Why are you telling me Instagram? Um, Word. Same for same for TikTok. Like, oh, they they posted a video recently. Oh, someone's going live. Like, I don't care. So I kind of try to turn those off so they're not taking my attention away too much. Word.
0: Joe just posted a video. I don't give a hell about Joe.
1: I barely even know Joe. <laughs> the worst part is the worst part is when it's like. The notification pops up and your finger just so happens to touch the top of like the Oof. because you're doing something. The next thing, in, the
0: next thing uh, you know, you're the only person you know, in somebody's yeah, live staring shit. at them, and they go, "Oh, what's up?" What's and up? you're on your way
1: out. I just go out, oh. man. It's, Ooh, it's embarrassing. Don't save
0: that live. I'm sorry for whoever uh, yeah. that I jumped into their live. It's yeah. all love. I still love you. It's just. I don't really watch lives like that.
1: Do you you use that? Oh, oh, you don't use it too much? Nah. Only
0: thing I go live on is um, TikTok. That's pretty much it. Because there there was one point where they were pushing, if you went live, they would push your stuff in front of everybody. So at that time, I'm just like, yeah, watch me make beats. Let's have a listening party. Grab a little drink. We'll talk, chat, this and the third network. But outside of that, it's crazy. Social media is like a gift and a curse, bro. Mm -hmm. Depends on how you use it, really.
1: Yeah, I use it. Uh, I try to use it more now as a tool. It took a while, though, for me to get to this point to think of it as that way, where before I was way too, like, the... Uh, I remember talking to Andy on The Pocket, too, about this, like, mm-hmm. I would have, like, everything has to match. Like, the first, like, three photos in this row have to look the same. Three, oh. three, three, and, like, this very curated that's thing. Your, that's your
0: OCD showing. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's
1: the OCD, and that's, like, the style of, like, older Instagram, too, people were, like, really particular about, like, the stuff that Word. is on their feed. Now, I think people are more open to, like, UGC... Uh, user-generated ge- user content oh, It's just okay. like off their phone or it's just like you yeah. know edit on a phone app and they just toss it on absolutely so that's like that's where i think that's like the healthiest way of using it because that's what it was originally where it's like this mm-hmm. platform of sharing these moments and all this shit and it's become more of now like a professional curated resume sort of thing showing all the successes and kind of creating even like that further illusion of like um man, this is where you got to be, man. And you see all this shit that I've done. It's all good shit. It's all good shit. And Rashad is actually the one who said, it's like you never see the failures that people go through. You just see.
0: Of course it's like Rashad. Yeah, great point. Good point.
1: You only see the successes. So that creates that uh, uh, other layer of psychological fucking (sighs) effect on you where it's like, am I doing something wrong? Or it's like, I have to be sharing more things. Like, da, 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 da. It's it's uh,
0: overwhelming. Yeah, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you brought that up too, because originally that's what I like, kind of built my platform on, just like expressing to people, like, listen, I get it. Everybody is like happy, but that's that's never permanent. What about when you feel down? What about when you feel low? Like you don't get to see that in uh, music in general is kind of how I tie back into that to be like, listen, everything's not all all like. Pretty you, you go on IG right now or Twitter or wherever, all you're gonna see are like fucking million dollar mansions and these crazy interior designs and places that most people will never live and it's just setting this idealistic view of what your life as a twenty something year old should be when in reality, let's be real, like that's that's not that's not realistic. It takes time, it takes uh, steps, building step by step to get to that point. Like you, as a 21-year-old, fresh out of college, and even before that, you should not be questioning why you don't live in a mansion or why your interior does not match your aesthetic goals or anything like that. Okay. Like that's insane, well, bro. Yes. Like, <laughs> come and on. You just
1: uh, speaking look. of speaking of college, like um, we've been friends for a while, NGCU days, like yes sir. I remember um, when you were recording. Oh NGCU. cringe, oh, cringe. Good, cringe. good <laughs> times, good times. Man. Good times he said you were taking it. You were taking it serious too, though, back, back then. That yeah, pretty it's, cool. Like I guess look, to see the growth, right?
0: Yeah, looking back on it now, it took that to get me here where I am today. Like for the most part, uh, looking looking back, it used to be crazy because when I used to record. I I was very particular about everything. For those that, that don't know, when I was a kid, like I used to count my steps. I needed to step a certain amount of times and like one square in order to move forward. I mean, some might call that like borderline undiagnosed OCD, but yeah, what? Whatever, so. whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Therapy's pretty expensive. We're all undiagnosed. Like so Listen, young black youth. What, what can I say? <laughs> but for the most part, um, when when I used to record. I needed everyone out of that room, and it was a combination with my shyness too. I wasn't ready to um, be one myself, to like perform or anything like that. It would kill me on the inside, bro. Mm. So I w- I used to make everybody leave the room and be like, no, I need the the situation to be perfect before I record, just to go on and do some trash. <laughs> but She's
1: but I'm not gonna
0: lie. You... <laughs> no
1: i understand the shyness though man word for
0: sure and to be honest i get it i get it when it comes to especially like artists just coming into their own as an artist because until you build pieces that you can proudly stand on, it's hard to be confident in your work. Until you have works of art that you can literally go and share with people, or even if you don't share it with people, they come back to you about it, now you can feel confident enough as an artist to be like, you know what, I can can do this. I have it, like I have that factor. And again, that's just like when it comes to insecurity, some people have it with looks, some people have it with their creativity. Like it, it, comes in many, many different forms, and it yeah. just goes to show that
1: it's breaking down barriers. Spoken about it before, like where it takes time to do that. You know, other people are, you know, everybody has a different journey. So some people could do that quicker, and some people it just takes a little longer. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the first few things that we do as creatives, like you know, judgment is a real thing, criticism is a real thing, and some of us aren't really ready for really, like work that's like personal like that, especially the first shit that we make, like and to t- be judged, and to be criticized.
0: And on top of that, when you have either like an ear or an eye for certain things, you're a lot more self-critical in yourself. Right. And, I, and I think I read somewhere that the smarter someone or the more intellectual someone is, the more they criticize themselves and think things are unrealistic as opposed to those that don't pay attention as much about that kind of stuff. They go off and become the stars because they don't think about the negative or the barriers that they have, or they don't they don't think that it's impossible for them as opposed to if you if you know that uh damn who who would be my standard of hmm. a top artist if I know that that person is here and I'm just coming in and I'm comparing myself to that uh I'm not gonna get anywhere
1: yeah
0: not until not until like I really start improving my own skill as that intellectual person, or even vice versa, if you're not that kind of person, like you, you might put stuff out there. there. There's stuff that like, damn, it's all, it's all perspective, but there's stuff that's just like straight garbage in my opinion, but people love it, quality and all. Like it could be horrible, it can still do numbers and that just goes to show, do what you do and do what you love. At the end you of the day, do what you love. the real gonna stay.
1: Hundred percent, man, and you know, uh, I think with the advancements of technology where we're living now, we get to see that garbage. We get to see a lot of shit, yeah, because everything is oversaturated from photography to Word. fucking digital marketers just messaging you, making comments on your posts, like that, <laughs> check your DMs. That oh my god, the more god. you use hashtags, the more that comes up, which is really annoying but it's kind of funny that that's like a marketing like that's a way they market themselves like they think it'll work
0: there's this, is maybe one, does. this is one company or guy behind this company that has emailed me five times about marketing my stuff right same I,
1: format or some shit like same
0: generally the same but it's the same it's the same like angle he's coming at okay. to recently his fifth email said well clearly you don't care about the marketing of your own brand or company so nice. I'm going to stop and I'm like, yes, thank you. I didn't respond in the first four times. Why did We're you need here. to come with that email? <laughs> Yeah. Then he came and he attacked the potential cons- consumer. Like, he he's bugging for that. But, yeah. like, bro, if somebody's not responding to your emails, maybe. Don't you think that you should try to position the way you uh, target your consumers, one, in a different way? And, two, like, what you're offering, the service that you're providing, is it really of value to that person? Yeah. And I'm not going to shit on him and say, like, you know, his, his service isn't of value. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I needed at the time. But it might have been in the future. You lost me forever, man. He lost you. He and one, lost you at third
1: email, though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, to be honest.
1: I mean, you have to um, respect his uh, persistence, right? That's the. <sighs> I mean, the spamming persistence.
0: I mean, when it comes to it, I feel like anybody at every level will tell you persistence is key, but also be smart about it. Yeah, like you
1: said, know who you're. Um, know yeah. who you're trying to market to, and know yeah. who you're trying to sell to. Like it's pretty evident if someone's not. Interested. Word. The rip. Like no response the first time, no response the second time, no response the third time, no blah, response. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. The fifth time, it's just like now, like a bad relationship. Well, you know what? That's I don't
0: even a, need you. word. Word. That's like uh, for example, if you wanna if you wanna get on a playlist as an artist, a distribution whether it be Spotify, whether it be Apple Music, and you find out the person who curates the playlist, you don't hit them up with an email saying, "Hey, listen to my stuff. It's good. Here, put it on your playlist." Like, no, 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 no. That is a person. That is somebody who has thoughts, who has feelings. Say hello, greet them, ask them, like
1: authenticity.
0: Exactly. Be keep keep it to the point, but also like keep that human aspect. Cater your email to each person. That's another key. Like any comment, any message, cater it to that person. They are taking the time out to maybe give you the day, and even if it's your followers too, mm-hmm. like. Eh. Some, some smaller artists and people, I feel like they can, they can do a better job at this, but for the most part, um, I like to, if somebody engages with my content, I make sure to let that person know that I see them, I see it, and I appreciate that with a catered message directly to them for them. It's not gonna be the spam thank you or the just like or the completely ignore. Like, how does that make somebody feel as a as a somebody who can potentially help you or put you on or is taking time out of their life to hear whatever the hell you're doing? Like, yeah, you gotta be real about that shit.
1: Yeah, I feel like people are. I don't know. Maybe I should say this: so we getting lazier in terms of like commenting. You um, work, and also keep in mind that so person. it does happen. It's like, oh shit. Okay, let me.
0: And if you're and if you're asking something of someone, like for example, the playlist situation, what do you have to offer that person? Like, what are you offering them that's gonna help them? Because again, they have a job that they're doing. Like they have metrics to meet. They have numbers to hit. How how is your if. If your song, one, doesn't even fit that playlist, why are you pitching it to them? Secondly, like, uh, how, how are you going to market it for them to be successful as well? That, that relationship is kind of like symbiotic in the sense of one hand washes the other, both hands wash the face. At the end of the day, it's not what you can get from somebody. It's how you can work together to make an equivalent exchange for the both of you to do better. Like if people lose sight of that that kind of stuff too. Me me. me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Me me me. People are like selfish. <laughs> selfish little babies when it comes to the art. A lot yeah. of people it's good to be confident but not think that like the shit you're making is the best to fire. Like you got to tell yourself that. Yeah. You know, in order to just be able to share consistently, connect and all. But, you know, you're not Kanye, man, especially eh. if you're like low key.
0: It depends because there there's certain artists like it. you're clearly not anywhere near that. So, it's like, okay, don't, humble don't. Humble yourself, huh? Yes, humble yeah. yourself. But, one thing, and one artist sticks out in particular that I'm a huge fan of, and I might get some flack for this, but he's always, one, drops gems on people. Two, I understand why he's so jaded. And three, like, he's authentic in, in himself, and that's Russ, bro. Mm. Russ gets a lot, at one point, he got, like, a lot of hate on the internet and all this other shit. And like, I'm, I would just be there like, yo, they're bugging. This man has built himself up independent by himself over years and years of one, perseverance. He put in his 10,000 hours. Two, on top of that, like the different marketing tactics. I found, out, I found out about that man, I think it was like 2014 or 15 via Facebook. He was on like Backpackers and it was a song, wow, Losing Control. It was a music video that he dropped, and they featured it. And I'm just like, yo, who is this? Who is this? Who's control? Yeah, that that that's a very good one. But for the most part, like people people don't appreciate what he gives back to the world, bro. And I'm just, just like, in terms information. of information, gems, music, back end analytics. Like I've seen that man literally drop like his top countries, and if you're an artist, though that back end business shit, those are kind of things that you need to pay attention to. If you think that you can kind of fit in the same lane as Russ and he's giving you his analytics right there, oh my God, you don't know how much that's worth. Companies pay millions for that. Yeah. Like you're, you're getting that free game right there. Like they, companies won't even give that up to an artist or to other people. That information is so valuable. You punch that into your your ad, your whatever, your target audience, boom, you already have honed down. And targeted to a specific group of people that are more likely to engage positively with your things. Like, but yeah, people only people think music or being an artist is only one side, which is a creative side. But back in that business side is just as almost not, almost more than important. And the reason I say more than important is because
1: how many people, how
0: many artists do we know, like locally, um, that make amazing music, or even not locally. But like they they for some reason they're just smaller artists and they're not like bubbling over the way they should. Mm-hmm. Um some might say, oh, it's just like been unlucky for them or this and that. And for the most part, like I think a lot of it has to do with that back end operation side to the artist where that business and uh, a lot of people say when they go like networking, oh, just go to go to a few open mics. That'll that'll do it for you. I, I've never been that kind of person. And we'll see if that's a gift or a curse. But for the most part, I feel like... Um, open
1: mics?
0: Yeah, for the most part, I do see value in it in touching base with your home base and people that are around you yeah. that can support you. Yes, 1,000%. But in order to like stay in that mindset, I feel like you need to you need to grow from there as well because the world is the world. At the end of the day, I could be here and I could touch somebody from India. Damn, that sounded crazy. You gonna cut that, right? No, no. I could, I could touch somebody's heart from, uh, from India no, it, it, with it my music. You <laughs> from India, yeah, it's not, problematic. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But yeah, um, but the I can. now... Exactly, your music ridiculous. can end up anywhere in front of anybody. So if you're not keen to that, or realizing that if I can get my music in front of these people, and I target ways to find these people. And that may be almost exponentially times greater than going to 10 open mics in my city. You know, word of mouth only goes so far. Now, again, you're, you're going to have your occasional lottery situations where, you know, the person sitting in the crowd happens to know like some major label exec and they pass off your things. Or, for example, with oh, no, I'm not going to use that example. That's one of my favorite artists. No disrespect to him. Yeah. Um, but for the most part... Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how how much reach we have today and there are very small chances of like your music going anywhere from just, you know, uh getting getting lucky. You got to put in that work behind it day by day and that comes from the music aspect and the back end business aspect. They go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, it depends on like if anyone's taking the career seriously, whether it, what, any anything creative really. Um it's not something that you can be really casual about if you're taking it very seriously. Like you need to know, you need to know all the other steps. Like if you make good music Mm -hmm. and you've kind of like figured out that, that like part of it really well in terms of just mastering and like lyrically putting something Mm -hmm. great together, catchy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like if you don't know how to push it and market it, then you're just doing a disservice. It's like, It's it's like the color session for a music video. Like if you don't, I feel like if you don't find someone who really knows what they're doing with mm-hmm. color correction and grading, you're doing the whole project a disservice. So yeah. Like same for like the marketing aspect. Especially if,
0: especially if you're an independent artist. Now, if you're one of those artists that, and no disrespect to them either because it's all love, but if you're an artist that literally blows in a different way via TikTok or whatever yeah. and you find a management team, you find a marketing team or you sign to a label, okay, good. That's good for you and it works for you. But I'm talking about for as an independent artist, a lot of a lot of people that are signed to labels end up getting screwed over. Like on average, artists make about 12 percent of what they actually make or gross for the most part before all those royalty splits start start to kick in. And even that's being generous because there are a lot more splits after that. Let's be real. And not on, on top of that, taxes. Like, a lot of people don't talk about it, but after you make a certain amount, you basically tax like almost half your money. Yeah. And that, that's very unfortunate, too. It, it really hurts. But for the most part, um, yeah, as an independent artist, it's so important to know the back end side of that and know the full, full cycle of that operation of your business because you are essentially an entrepreneur um, in order to be able to really get the most out of what you're doing you you got you to be a jack of all trades you days.
1: There's no excuse too cuz it's like all everything is online like you you can do that research you can go on YouTube you can Word. go on Google, you can look it all up before it was like Word. fucking people were in the, the the back of their cars handing out uh their fucking CDs <laughs> Word. or in the mall do you remember they don't do that anymore they kick them out but they were like yo what's up they would like they would strong them, arm you and be like yo man I got a do you want so cool,
0: And not cool? not let go yet. like mm, not let go if you don't- <laughs> You can't even do even, that now. Coronavirus. But that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's like okay
1: to, you know, kind of kick them away or just do some fucking jujitsu.
0: But for those that, you know, don't have the ability or do don't know how to do that, just have somebody in your corner that does. That's all. Like yeah. just have somebody that has your best interest that is doing that stuff for you if you're not. Like that's all I could say.
1: Well even in the beginning for you, what's some some what's some stuff that you uh looked up like on YouTube or Google when you hmm. first jumped into like the research aspect of the being essentially your own like uh marketer, your own like promoter.
0: oh so uh, the small known fact, uh, I actually went to college <laughs> uh- <laughs> Degree, guys. Nah, 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 nah. Went, I went to college and I specialized in social media marketing and marketing in general um, business management and marketing was my ma- minor Okay, so that's great. F- for the most part with that being my specialization that kind of like helped me out already um, but on, on the on the side note in my personal life I'm a delivery operations manager for Amazon so for the most part a lot of that work comes with Knowing the back-end analytics and having that job has really taught me how to work certain things B2B or business-to-business business and how certain things need to be maneuvered or tackled to, to hit the right metrics or goals that you want. Like Everything needs an action plan. Everything needs a way or a clear, concise, vivid plan that's going to get you there. Now, it doesn't mean that nothing is going to change or you, you don't have contingency plans for when things go wrong but have the most you can in place. So when it does, you're prepared. Um, But some of the things that I looked up, like just coming into it, that was very hard was one. And I know it sounds kind of basic now, but to those that are just coming into making music, how to distribute your music? Like, how do I get my songs on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, all these other platforms, Deezer, for the most part, uh, that that was rough in choosing the differences between uh, all the sh- uh, streaming platforms and knowing which one would be best for me. Yeah,
1: and there's different services that provide like that shit for you. Like, they, they'll get yeah. your song everywhere, but then those services <clears throat> some either take money or yes,
0: some, are- some some take a percentage of your royalties. Some have a one-time flat fee. Some have a fee that you will just pay. Um, every literally every time you drop a song or an album, um, I'm not gonna name drop those companies because we could we could work something out and then I got you. <laughs> but outside of that, um, yeah, and even when it comes to music videos, like I just thought about this the other day. Music videos can be put on Apple Music, but song distributors can't do that. How do I get my song, my music video on Apple Music to where they click up my they click my name and my music videos right there? Apparently, there's a whole music video distribution service too and a lot of them are by invite only which is kind of crazy but there are some that that aren't and again not gonna name drop those invite me to your service or let, let's set something up but outside of that guy out. <laughs> outside of that um yeah man it's crazy th- th- those are a lot of things that coming into it um i really didn't know but a lot of those basics i go into on my tiktok platform um, it's a lot of entry-level beginner into I'm an artist, I want to start making music, how do I take my things to the next level when it comes to equipment, when it comes to uh, streaming services, when it comes to just mu- things that you should know about the music industry beforehand. Yeah. I touch base on a lot of those on my TikToks. Um, and they do they do pretty well. I'm not going to sit here in front, you know? You know? Oh, yeah, no. One, one of my things just hit like over 100K, so it's I like... Yeah, mm, mm. I always say that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still a student to the game at the end of the day. Like as much as I know, I know there's still so much more for me to learn. And I'm excited because whenever, whenever I do post a video, I got people in the comments saying, eh, no, it should be, you should be, well, should be well, you did that wrong. Or Even when I'm mixing, like I, I take pride in my mixing. I, I like the way my style of mixing is because for my voice in general, I have a lower tone voice and a deeper register. And if you hear today's music, let's be real we haven't heard like deeper tones or lower voice outside of like Givion and Sanfa just now like before it was like what Louis Armstrong and like really old yeah. old artists um it's Luther yeah, Vandross. It's like a pitch, like, yeah, now Especially
1: with uh more of, like the the trap rap related work. yeah,
0: yeah- especially yeah. in the lane that I'm in, man like you you hear the weekend, you hear Bryson. and these are all my favorite artists, so it's yeah. not a shot, but everything's at a at an alto it's or a like, falsetto, yeah, yeah.
1: and then you're like uh, yeah, it's that's an alto, your, but yeah, yeah, you get what I mean, it's baritone. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was this i think yeah i was ta- right.
0: yes 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 but for the most part like coming into that it was hard for me to place myself as an artist in this like r&b trap kind of world because it's just like damn a lot of music these days at least it's very bass heavy and the fact that my voice itself is a bass if people already have their like preempt or their their Studio monitors or speakers already set to increase bass or they set to give out bass. Then my voice comes and it's competing with the bass of the beat. It was just a lot of things I really tried to break down and look at. But then I'm just like, you know what? It's a it's it's happening for a reason. I will find my new wave. And gratefully and thankfully so, like now I'm in a very comfortable wave where I'm just like, okay, I found my sound. It's been a while, but now I think I know where I sit. Now I think I know where I play. So it's like, we here now. That's um, cool.
1: Yeah. That's cool. What, but are, you, what show, are you using? Um, I know you're on TikTok and you show a lot of the behind the scenes of your oh, audio hit. recording and productions, but what, you know, what programs do you use?
0: So my doll is GarageBand. Literally, yeah. and a lot of people. <laughs> when I tell them that, they don't believe me or they laugh and shit. I'm just like, like, no, you're you're not. You're joking, right? Not garage. I'm like, yes, Garage Band and everything that I mix and everything that I do. It's in my tutorials as well on TikTok. Like, everything's default. I added no plugins. It just goes to show with your 10,000 hours and your level of mastery. The more you put into your craft. The more you can get closer to that sound, if not at the same level or greater. Like, I've seen works of art and listened to works of art done in GarageBand, and people do it like a disservice, like, oh, you should get Logic or Pro Tools or Ableton. And we all know Pro Tools is the industry standard. And I'll be real too after you move up a certain level, if you want to make your life easier, eventually you should at least know Pro Tools and how to navigate yourself around it. Um, GarageBand and Logic—they're kind of—they're they're very similar. So they're similar,
1: yeah. I guess Logic comes with more, uh, more of the plugins, right? And yeah, and you can extra features. Word,
0: and you can separate it literally by channel. Um, but for the most mm. part, when when it comes to just that basic, that's just me showing everybody, like, listen, like, you don't need all of that. Everything is done in a home studio. Um, a lot of things you can get professional quality. Um, with, with borderline professional uh, hardware and things like that and software. For the most part, I touch on that a lot in my TikTok as well as you don't need to... Here's another industry secret. <laughs> you don't need to know how to sing. <laughs> you don't need to know how to sing to sing and to yeah. sing or to sound well or to make a good sounding song or to make a hit. Like A lot of what you can do is post-processing and I guarantee you put your put some of your favorite artists type in their acapellas or like unprocessed vocals and hear what they sound like and then listen to the after product and you can hear the magic that engineers are doing. It's insane. So if you if you can't sing, don't let that stop you either. Cause I was one of those guys where sheesh, I'll be real. My voice ain't the best, it ain't nowhere near. I know how to hold the tune and the melody though. And that's what, that's what makes my music really, really hit. Cause I got that, that thing behind it. But outside of that, don't let nothing stop you, man. You got yeah. this.
1: it's like we were saying earlier, man. With all the stuff at our disposal, there's no excuse because everything is there. GarageBand. If you have Apple, that's free. word It's free, man. I use GarageBand too, just to fuck around and, and record. It's, it's good overall Apple. for everything. It's really yeah, it's really got everything you need. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if you want like an echoed, more reverb voice, you can do that. You can control the lows, the highs, word. the midpoints, and stuff like that. it's it's all there to start, at least. Mm-hmm. And if you master that, it's like going to another program. You can just probably elevate your your product, but you can just do so much already. Yeah, these man. Free platforms and it's free, man. That's the main word. Word free. 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 Com. If something's free. There's no excuse.
0: Free ninety nine.
1: I think about eight hundred eight and heartbreak too, in terms of Oof. like. Like vocals and singing and stuff like that. Oh like yeah, It's, like one of my favorite. Oh, albums and you know he's singing like you know. I'm <laughs> on you. It's all auto tuned though. You and know, it's definitely and
0: like, oh, it's God. definitely one of mine because I'm a I'm a I'm a big party next door fan. So like mm. that auto tune give it to me. I love it. I love all that auto tune that and it kind of translates to my sound too. Where some people will comment like, hmm, that's a lot of auto tune there," and I'm like, "Mmm, yeah, no, it's my it's my creative uh." preference uh, exactly <laughs> <He's> smiling, <laughs> the man. door is right there if you don't like it I, I like that little auto tune sound it reminds me of like a, a more 2007 T-Painish but he uses auto tune the right way by the way check out some of his videos and he breaks that down but um yeah, that, that that kind of sound is what I like. That's what I'm aiming for. That's my end goal. And it that's for
1: now, right? Because life yes. changes, it and, changes.
0: And right now, that's my sound. So it is
1: what it is. It is what it is, man. Well, it's cool. I'm glad that you got uncomfortable and you've like um, figured out this path from yourself. I think it's. I, I love doing these things too with friends because it's like there's uh, so much growth on both ends yeah. you know and both kind of like climbing up our own Word. our own paths. So to remember how uh, <laughs> there used to be like a I don't know what you guys used to put on the mic, like a sock or some shit. Oh like my God. there used God, to be I just yeah. remember we had at, a, NGCU we had you a, think
0: you we had a budget set up for real. And our budget was like whatever we could find around the house because was we gosh. was broke. We was eating pop tarts out the vending machine for lunch um uh, mm-hmm. and G that that was crazy man. All we had to survive was uh, a <laughs> what was that thing that gave you back in college uh, when you get money back
1: um, what is that called I
0: forget damn it's crazy how back. long ago I graduated yeah it's
1: been, it's, it's been when a you while. get your when
0: you get your like grants and stuff and then oh your, your like refund your refund, your refund. Yeah. oh boy when that hit oh I was good. No more Pop Tarts. Oh, that's it. Oh now yeah. Order hour, bro. No, no, no. Delivery. So, so what I ended up buying with my refund was um my first MacBook, and with that is when I really started getting into music heavy more on my own, and being able to really create that mastery of those skills that I needed to hone throughout time too. So it's like, eh, a lot of people see it as like a come up. They Utilize to that that stuff to your advantage because that could really yeah. be a come up.
1: No, definitely. It's definitely like, um, making, uh, I don't want to say the right steps, but it's like being aware that every step you make has like a, a effect later down in, your path in the future. Investing in a laptop, oh, investing in yeah. a computer, that's already like setting up certain new steps that you can go on. You Word. Know? Some people, I feel like get Get lost in terms of the things they should invest in. It's like materialism so and even like clothing and shit like word. that.
0: But. And even outside of music, bro, literally, um, in life too. Like some people see working that like nine to five, uh, not not nine to five, but working that minimum wage job, um, and you you see that as like, oh man, why am I doing this? I, I'm better than this. I can do better than this. But in reality, trust the process. As long as you continue to Be self-critical and level yourself up in the process. You're going to be fine, and you're doing just fine. Mm -hmm. I literally started. There were times where I had three jobs at one time, and I started from seven twenty-five. Then my next job was seven fifty. Then eight twenty-five. Then eight fifty. Then nine. Then ten. Then eleven. Then fourteen. Then eighteen, and so on, and just kept growing from there. So it's like you you think that you're in the wrong space, but I understand I understand now that every one of those jobs I needed because it put me in the position where I am today and it gave me the necessary tools and skills to do what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to feel like I was wasting my time at a bank when I changed my mind about doing finance. I needed to go to the retail store and manage that because it taught it brought me out of my comfort zone to help me talk to people and it put me in a position where I in order to be successful I needed to break my own shell or my own barriers and put myself out there, but also know how to manage a business from a financial standpoint. And that put me in a level to then go to even further, the next level, on like a more larger scale company side where, okay, now I can run a million dollar a day business effectively and no one can question my credentials or my experience or basically what I do on a daily to now... Going into this venture with my own business being an artist, it's like, damn, I got this. If I can manage that and if I could make these results from that on being given nothing, because when it comes to companies, let me tell you, mm. they, they, they frugal. <laughs> their, their job is to make money. So the, the more money you can make them with them giving you less, the more of an asset you are. So if I could do that for somebody else, man, imagine what I could do for myself when I actually invest my all into it.
1: Right. what a journey man it's right. a big journey and it's um i try to tell my little brother too and stuff like that not to be afraid of any certain jobs because like they all bring a certain thing to your life like, yes same same way for me having like worked at um like uh the food industry like johnny rockets it's like you're talking mm-hmm. to some customer you're dealing with like a lot of different bullshit. Food is very sensitive. So you're dealing with like angry people. Like Yo, this yeah. guy didn't want pickles and I forgot <laughs> to put that. And there's pickles. He's back and he's trying mm-hmm. to fuck me up. How do I do this? How do Weird. I do this? So it's like from there to other places, it's like you've, you're you sponging all these experiences and you're just growing over time to the point where you get this confidence to like take your shit like to the next level more seriously.
0: It's t- I'm laughing because there's two things people don't play about in these industries. You know what they are? <laughs> one of them is food and the other one is like their finances or money. Mm -hmm. So if you work customer service either at some kind in the food industry or at a bank, man, I give it to you because sheesh when people come in, they already mad and you don't even know why. You did nothing to deserve it. You just gotta take it at that point.
1: Yeah. You you uh you start to understand a little bit of the reality of humanity. Just some people are some people are just angry. angry anger management issues um i think therapy and like seeing a therapist isn't like mainstream enough so people that are just angry they don't even think of it they're just they just carry they just carry a certain weight and then they just unleash it on people you know word customer service
0: and if you're one of those type of people that's just throwing out anger only thing i can say to you is go love more give out more love receive more love too. whatever you want to do but Put out, put out more love in the world, and I guarantee you, will start to feel a lot better. Because yeah. what you're feeling now is only a, a reflection of your own insecurities. And what you say to other people is only a reflection of that, too. So.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh the same way you were breaking down your journey. I think in some cases, not all cases, it's just like a built-up thing for certain people. Like, yeah. they were shat on in childhood. They were shat on at school. They were shat on on some Joker vibes. They were just True. shat on. And then they just have no... <laughs> happiness to share Yo, I, so it's I'm like just what some, the fuck the pickles i told you you're
0: fucking dumb <laughs> you said they were shout out. i'm just sitting here imagining somebody with just like a bunch of shit on them Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just experiences
1: just fucking
0: a matter that'd be like a good anime plot right that'd be kind of isekai uh you set that up in another world that could that could go that
1: could go yeah i'd rather yeah i'd rather not have an actor like experience that it's yeah. easier drawing it out like, <laughs> I don't want anyone to
0: Word, tell. man. But Ooh. yeah,
1: no. Um, the journey is what provides like the the strength to where we are now, and it depends on how positive you think about everything.
0: One you thousand know, percent. You yeah, manifest that shit. At
1: a certain, a certain point, you feel it. Mm-hmm. I, the last job I had was at this cafe, Bucket and Bay. It was a cool place, but mm-hmm. I was there for like a year and eight months. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like you're serving gelato. You have this like apron on, it's, like cute colors, and it's like it feels very like young person job in mm-hmm. terms of like what I was doing. And like talking about gelato, and it's like, hey, yeah, this flavor has it. Man. And like you have to have this preppy voice, and you have to be this person. Your you're customer service voice. Yeah, your customer service voice. The switch is like this is super casual. And Michael, hey, how are you? How are exactly. Y'all want to hear my movie. customer
0: service voice? <laughs> I got, oh,
1: man, I think I heard a little bit of it when we got on the call.
0: Hey, how's it going, man? Welcome to <laughs> <That is laughs> insert me. insert company we don't work for anymore here.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta be that friendly fucking dude. Um,
0: Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the pier.
1: At some point, I just, you know, uh, gave up on the job. (laughs) I just (laughs) laughed. No, but for real, yeah, I just, like, at some point I was getting real depressed because I was doing a lot outside of it, and then the job itself was just, like, every time I went there, I just hate repetition, too. That's my personality. Mm. After a while, like, every job was the same. Like, after a while, I just felt like I needed something new. Um, And then, you know, I put in my two weeks, which I don't understand. People that don't put in their two weeks, they just disappear. I like, I respect those people. I put, <laughs> uh, uh, I put in my two weeks every time because I was like, okay, I need to give you some time. Maybe nah, you leave I'll some be, fuck shit happens.
0: I'll be real. Some places deserve your two weeks.
1: Others deserve the two weeks.
0: don't. And so uh, that there was one company I worked for. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> I ain't gonna get into the specifics, but for the most part, like I was fed up with that job. I was getting treated crazy, and I I just wasn't happy all around. Pay, none of that, nothing was going well. So I'm just looking like, you know what? I need to find something else. And one day I got a call of an offer, and it was like the offer of my dreams, bro. Like I couldn't I couldn't make this shit up. And literally, I sat there. The hardest part about like putting in your two weeks is those last two weeks not rage quitting because any little thing happens it throws you off and you're like oh I'm gonna quit right now like say <laughs> say something I wish my boss would say something to me I'll quit right now and then I, I got on like day six of my two weeks right and I'm looking around I'm just like yo nobody not triggering me but I just don't want to be here and there was this one boss in particular I, I just walked up and I'm just like yeah, I'm done. Here's here's my letter. I had it in my back pocket just in case. That's how premeditated that shit was. Like I was just sitting there waiting. And everybody, like, oh, but you're two weeks. I'm just like two week notice. You got to notice when I'm gone. This you is gonna, gonna be notice. my last day. <laughs> like they 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 had the coverage, so it's like I wasn't hurting the businesses anyway. They they figured it out. It's not my job to put my my my. Self on the line for that business. At the end of the day, wow. my position was literally up the next day. And they, they could have been petty as soon as I gave that two-week notice. Some people will be petty and be like, actually, don't come back anymore. And you still have bills to pay. Then you have a two-week gap before you start that next job. So that's the other thing to be cautious about. Depending on the company, when you put in your 2 weeks notice, that's another thing. My, that place was known for if you put in your two-week notice, they tell you don't come back. They say, okay, you can this can be your last day, you're good. And legally, that's all fine. So it's like, mm, in that case, I got to give it to you when I know I'm financially secure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like when I quit, I was doing, I was pretty okay uh, outside of it. That's um, good. But it's that's it's definitely good. not like letting your um, patience run thin and then you leave the job and then you're looking for a job. It's like Word. strategy. There. Everything should be, everything Sick. should be thought out. How, how far down the road do you have your shit thought out in terms of like in terms planning, of planning, like your- um, Ooh. Like, we, you know, you're in college, right? And this year, and you're doing, like, these recordings. That's, like, in the moment, fun shit. And it's, like, you're figuring it out, growing. And so, but then as you get older, you want to have, like, these five-year plans. Ten, some people have 10-year plans. So I of that, it's like, okay. I kind of separate
0: things. So, for the most part, I keep music on this side because uh, I break it down into different phases. Let's start there. I break it down into two, three different phases. Phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase three is my 15-year-plus from now. How am I going to be making money and sustaining myself? Uh, My phase two is five to 10 years from now. What am I going to be doing in between that time to uh, multiply my income? And my phase one is what am I doing right now to multiply that within the next two, three years? So for the most part, when it comes to my phase one, and specifically in music right now, my phase one is to, like, basically seek out as many opportunities to get my stuff in front of as many people as possible right now. Mm-hmm. But then tying back into uh, phase two, eventually, like, I want to lean back into more of, like, a, a songwriting area. Whereas, though, I may not want, want everything that comes with everything in life, but I want the bag, so how do I get the bag? get that writer's share. just pen for people um but then even further phase three on a business level i have different like business plans set in place to where okay if i do this what kind of company do i need to impact and in a certain way and more is going to come out on that soon because i'm i'm getting the paperwork together for my business right now so i don't even want to talk about it too much because somebody out there might try to duplicate that idea Next step. Well, but when it comes to like my personal life too, I also have a phase one, two, three approach where, okay, I'm excelling in all of this outside of music as well. So that way I can still fund and I can support whatever I need to support. But at the same time, if I ever, ever decide to change my mind about anything, I'm like set regardless, no matter where, because I'm built strong across all areas so it's like eh, I definitely plan out on a small medium and large scale
1: that's great yeah that's cool dude I think planning is important and then it's like when you get into the more uh, nitty-gritty shit in terms of five to ten year plans like that's where you can set these goals and then over time see uh, underneath the goal like the task if, if you're completing it and getting closer mm-hmm. um, and I ask because everyone's different about planning some people are more like spontaneous in the moment's like well you know I live in a moment <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it might work for them you know and it might do something well but
0: I got this one bar I did on a on a tape I never released but it was basically around being like socially conscious and the the current events that we're facing in the world but one line goes, niggas always fail because they fail to plan. And I felt like that bar always stuck out to the kind of person I am where, like, you you only fail if you're not planning. Like, you need to plan things out. And it doesn't have to be to a T. You don't have to be as, like, structured or it doesn't have to be controlled. But have a rough idea so that if you're ever presented with that, boom. It's like, as an artist, if... um. For example, you don't know any of your songs by heart, or you don't have any freestyles on your head, or you don't know how to freestyle, and you see Jay-Z walk past you or insert another very successful artist walk past you, and they ask you, yo, you're an artist, right? And they on some old school shit where they're like, show me something. Let me hear something. And you don't have anything prepared? That's planning, too. So just because you're not planning on the business side, don't think that you're not planning either, because... You sitting there memorizing your lyrics, that's planning, because if you're ever put in that position, you're ready, you're prepared. That's all I'm saying. With everything that you go into in life, just be prepared, be ready.
1: Definitely, yeah. And you make, uh, regardless of the person's like celebrity, like if you're at a, Uh, We were talking about open mics before. If you had open mic and it's Mm -hmm. spontaneous or something, where it's like, you know what, I'm gonna go up. You know, when when you don't have a phone and you can just look at crowd and it's like you're present and you're giving that performance, it's a whole different feeling. You're gonna connect, like what Rashad does. Like when he goes up there and he's giving, he's not he's not reading something. He's giving this fucking performance, and you feel it. And he's looking at you. There's this connection that's that's Shy. not a lost art form but it's definitely something that because some people go up there with their phones and that's okay or Word. paper but like there's a huge difference in memorization and then memorizing like something with your to do with your body when you're doing that you mm-hmm. know so it's like it's shout
0: form, out man. shout out my boy right rob bro he he really I, even as an artist i take so much inspiration from him as well like he adds so much to the culture and uh finishing up his term as poet laureate of Jersey City i'm really excited to see like what's in the future for him too cuz as a as he's such a natural teacher and he doesn't even know how much he influences people or the impact that he has but man shout out shout out to that man that's my boy for real
1: mm-hmm. yeah and he was a part of like the friend group in just that <laughs> back in the day we're all doing we're all just like we're, we're happy to see it we're all we're doing our shit and then here we are having conversations here. Same thing. I mean, I, I plan this podcast stuff too. <laughs> I planned this stuff for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but then, you know, like you said, like nothing goes really according to like to the plan, to the T. Like mm-hmm. things always adapt. But as long as you have like ideas and, and you set them up in the future. Yes, sir. You know, like it'll, it'll happen. Like being in here is absolutely unexpected like i was starting the podcast and i would go to people's houses and sit with them and then mm-hmm. set things up and record always with the idea of being like i need a studio space but i have all the equipment already it's like i just want to do it i don't care fair, and yeah. then um it just so happened that you know the network have like worked out with rashad like mm-hmm. being a part of this uh of, of man of contemporary and rashad being rashad and our history Knowing each other, like it, it worked out through conversation, through thinking, and like not even, um, not even long term planning. It wasn't like in the beginning, like maybe I can ask one of my friends. No, I was afraid at first. Like I need to like maybe find studio mates, and like Mm. I'm gonna have to save up money, and I'm gonna gonna have to pay monthly. So I have to trust people to help cover the studio. It was like before this, like I was thinking about all that shit, and 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 it wasn't fun thinking about it. And I was in the other room. Uh, the rental room, thinking, like, what can I do? And then, you know, life just fucking happens. Like, Shah just walked by. And mm-hmm. He's like, yo, what's up, man? And he's like, hey, Shai, what's going on? A little catch up mm-hmm. talk. And then he walked by. He but, just kept walking. And yeah. I was like, Rashad, maybe. Rashad's always open and receptive mm-hmm. to ideas. And then, that planning started where it's like, I started thinking like, maybe you'll be open to this shit.
0: And that's the thing I love about Jersey City, bro. We have so many creatives doing so many different things. We have so many um, different artists and people that are willing to work and work with each other, stick together. Like the shirt I'm wearing right now, this brand is called like, When Life Hands You Oranges. It's one of my friends to She's in Cali right now, but she's from Jersey City. Dope. And it's just like, even when it came to putting together the video, I wanted to make sure Every one that I interacted with or every piece or portion of that, like it's homegrown. Because at the end of the day, Jersey gets so much flack for not putting Jersey on or sticking together. But I feel like we do. And we're, we're going to be a new wave of Jersey where like we work together. We're, we're a team. And um, we even if we are crabs in a barrel, as Jay-Z said, we're on each other's back, pulling each other up, not pulling each other, each other down.
1: It definitely feels like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of artists here, man. There's a lot of creatives here, and it, they're all, you know, doing their thing. Andy, and that's like the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Think about the bill and all his creative work that he does and graphic mm-hmm. design and all that stuff. There's like so many, and, and the DJ. Fire creators, by the way. Yeah, it, there's so much going on that uh, I feel like, you know, COVID kind of like put a pause on the. On the events and all the growth that was going on, and all the networking opportunities. But once mm-hmm. we pass this shit, yeah, I think for Jersey, it can only go up. We just gotta get rid of the Ashford.
0: Oh yeah, who? Don't get me on started. that note. <laughs> fucking... Yeah, that um, that place is trash, bro. Tomorrow,
1: uh, baseball bats. Yes, sir. Five p.m. Just yes, kidding. sir. No violence. <laughs> violence is not the answer.
0: Uh, but but if we wanted to round up some cans of soup for our family, we could head down to the Ashford and exchange them there. Yeah. <laughs> wink, yeah. wink, wink. Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. There's some things that it's, like, it's out of our reach in terms of like establishments being set up and gentrification. But what we could do is continue the events, continue the conversations, continue mm-hmm. just the, the I, unity within
0: ourselves. Word. I got a story for another time about the Ashford. I, I literally mm-hmm. hate that place. I don't even want to mention it, actually. Let me just not name drop it. Yeah. But, oof.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know why I even mentioned. I just, well, it's very relevant right now, but. um, I feel you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh been talking for a minute, man. Um, I think we're tossing some cool shit. Word, word. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Expressing brother. Expressing ideas and shit about yourself. Glad,
0: glad to join you. Glad to share that. Glad to speak. Uh, Yeah, man. Beautiful, beautiful time here. Beautiful time. In this beautiful studio. Next time I'll we'll have, we'll have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: we'll loosen up even more. Word, word. All right, man. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Peace, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, man. <laughs>